Hey everyone, welcome back to A Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things moss with Caitlin, Madison, and me, Blake. This will be our 10th episode. Last week we went through chapters 25 and 27 of A Court of Thorn and Roses. There was a lot to talk about. Um, on the flip side of that, today we're going through <laughs> chapters 28 through 30. Uh, not a lot to talk about, so we're going to talk about some other things too in this episode, so be prepared for like a lot of random rants. Uh, fair warning, we are all about spoilers, and as anyone who's listened to us for more than five minutes knows, we are also all about cursing. Um, so yeah, we're going to get through these chapters a little bit quicker, so Madison, take us away with the recap. Well, this is great, because I think my tenth word in this is fuck. But, <laughs> let's talk. So last week, we are all, like, love, sex, and magic. Kind of. Uh, at least, like, Tam loves Farrah, so we know that. Uh, and how does Farrah respond? She fucking says nothing. She thinks she really Wait, I said, I said, um, of course, and Tam sends her home where she left off and just loathe all that shit. But also I was like, she clearly does not know how to properly express her feelings. And I'm like, oh, Caitlin. Huh. I can relate to that. Yeah. But <clears throat> you know I really. Why, Madison. Hang on. You know why Caitlin can't express her feelings? It's because she hasn't read slash seen Pride and Prejudice, you know? Oh. Oh, you want to know oh, something shit. funny? That keeps coming up on my suggestion. Because you should you know watch it! Do? <laughs> do you know what I do? I skip past it I every time. I watched it three times this week while I was working late. Three different nights Ian walked it, in while I'm working beautiful. late. beautiful. The soundtrack is great in the background. It's literally on principle now. You bother me, Caitlin. Continue. <sighs> Anywho, as I was saying, um, I'm just going to go ahead and shit on these chapters right away. I really hate these upcoming chapters because they just feel like a stall in the storyline. Okay? Like, yeah. yeah, cool. Like, I I don't know. Like, I was unconcerned about what the fuck was happening in the mortal realm. I didn't give a two flying fucks. I didn't give two flying fucks. So I was like, why the fuck am I spending so much time there? So, I don't know. I just, I'm pretty pissed. I don't, I just don't give a shit what goes on in the mortal realm. I'm already, I, she leaves Printhian in my chapter, and I'm already like, when are we going back? So, Honestly, like, the only, so, I mean, obviously we'll talk about it in the brief time we do, but, like, the only purpose these kind of show is, one, it shows Tamlin kept his promise, and two, like, you do. I wrote that down. You do learn more about her, like, sisters, which at the time when I first read this, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Take me back Thank to the highway. But then Thank now. You. I honestly think when I was actually reading these chapters, when I first read the book, I think I skimmed Honestly, them. though, because you're like, like what's are going boring. on? But now rereading it, I'm like, oh, okay, it does give you, like, a little bit more insight to, like, Elaine and Nesta, no. but it's still annoying. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't give no. a shit. Re-reading. I don't give a shit. I'm, like, so over this. I'm like, no. So let's chat. Let's chat because I have chapter 28. Okay. So we start with, like, literally, she Alice is preparing her to leave, whatever. And Alice goes, shouldn't you be giving me a weepy farewell? And this is where I was like, you know, Farrah's like, no, like, that's not a thing. Like, you know, I don't like goodbyes. If I could, I'd just walk away and not say anything. And that's where I'm like, haha, Caitlin, I think you should admire this about Farrah. <laughs> I mean, that is an Irish goodbye is always the best Here's goodbye. my thing, though. <laughs> Here's my thing that I don't understand, okay? She is emotionless as this is happening. She shows no emotion. Nothing's going on. I mean, I'm just like, uh, 
I make I'm about to make a vampire diaries reference here. She literally like just turned off her emotions. And- okay. But to be fair, I like Caitlin obviously does this a lot more when it comes to like romance than any of us, but I yep. genuinely like for me in the high levels of anxiety that I deal with, like this is actually something that's like I don't know if you guys do it. I do this. If it get like I literally there's like it's not like a switch I flip or anything, but like there's literally I will just hit a point where I'm just like and it's it's like I'm like blank. It's not good. Like don't get me wrong, I'm not a proponent. But like okay, you I two are like, fucking crazy. <laughs> no, it's just like it's not something that you just want to like I don't know. She probably doesn't want to show how upset she no, is. No, she's she giving up. She's fucking giving up. Literally, she doesn't. She just accepts whatever Tamlin okay, says. Okay, what okay, the hang on. fuck? Hang on. The only example she's had for somebody going through tough shit is Tamlin, and he gives up. Fuck. So, yeah, I do true. not give a shit. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. I'm like, what in the Sam hell? Okay. But, I mean, seriously. Yeah. I, I was pretty pissed. I was pretty pissed. I was, I was a little pissed at, like, like I get that, like, Alice was like, shouldn't you be weeping? Like, Alice was trying, I think this was Alice trying to prod her to be like, you need to process. Like, hey. No. See, no. I'm over here, like, this reminds me of my anger when Elena turned off her emotions, like, right before she was about to get with Damon. I don't even talk about that. Angry Is about that. that. she burned the last thing, the last letter she had or whatever? Dude, she, she, she burned a lot of shit. Like, she, she just burn she went off a bunch of shit, yeah. Oh, and yeah. so, here's my thing. No, I, was, I was just, I was <laughs> just as angry, okay, reading these chapters yeah. as I was reading, uh, as I was watching that. So, anyway, super pissed. Lucian's over here trying to make jokes. Uh, those clothes are enough to convince me I never want to enter the uh, human realm. LOL. Same. Um, and let me just say, that was the best part of the chapter. That line right there. Can we um, just say, though, like, think how hard it was for Lucian to let, like, watch this happen, knowing that, like, your quote-unquote best friend in the world is a piece of shit that's giving up and won't just come clean, like, try to work with this. And then knowing that your new friend, it's not her, like, you can't be mad at her, per se, because she doesn't know the full extent of her actions right now, you know? Yeah, literally, he says, like, I thought you were smarter than this. He, like, calls her out. And so, like, I love love that Lucian is, like, fighting for this. But, like, why is Farrah not reacting? Like, not even at all. Like, she doesn't even fucking, like, press it. I I honestly think this was, like, she, and this is kind of immature in my opinion, but, like, because you thought she had grown from this. Honestly, when he was like, I need you to go home, her mind went to the worst possible scenario and, like, went right back to old Farrah where she's worth nothing like, why would the high fae be interested in her? And I think she literally is just like, ah, oh, so it's true. I was just a play thing. Like, I don't think, I think her initial gut reaction was, I like, I, I, I genuinely think her gut reaction was, oh, of course, I'm not good enough. This, I should have seen this coming. Like, I can't like, help them. I'm in the way. She literally, she just called this place home. Is she just going to give it up? I I'm agree not, with like, it. Well, I, I think, agree with it. <laughs> well, I think, I honestly think that why why she disconnected herself so much from it was because she finally called and it home it was taken. and was just like, oh, this is like, and then yeah. it was just taken away from her. Like, I honestly think that's why she disconnected completely. She's like, I don't even want to deal with these yep. emotions. I don't want to seem upset. I don't want to put this into process. Like, she literally was just like, nope, we're, I don't want to deal with okay. this right now. I, can we just say, though, think of the character growth and think of the beginning of A Court of Mist and Fury where she's dealing with some big shit and, like, she's actually trying, she's not dealing with it well, 
but Tamlin's not helping and making it worse. So that's another story. But like, she's at least trying to process it, you know, like she's, 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 she's confronting the feelings head on and just in a not good way. And nobody's helping her. Whereas like, and then she progresses to where like the scene where she's like training with Cass and he lets her keep hitting her, even though he's like, she's like burning him. And she finally is able to like talk through it. She's at least trying to do something about the emotions in the court of Mr. Fury. Yeah, I have, a, I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say about that because, like, I highlighted a paragraph that I'm going to get to in, like, 30 seconds. But okay. before that, before yeah. that, um, Lucian's like, you're not even going to give her a few more days, just a few more before you send her to that human crescipit. <laughs> LOL, Lucian. Um, and then Tam's <laughs> like, no, see you at lunch. Ooh, so then, that's shitty. Yeah. So then, um, here, Tam, right here. I don't know. He's like, remember what I told you? You know, don't forget. Um, the mortal realm remains safe for you and your family. And I'm just like, okay, but like, aren't you Farah's family now? Like, Farah, why are you not fighting for this? Whatever. Also, sorry. How is the mortal realm going to stay safe? Does he honestly think giving himself over and admitting he lost to Amarantha that she's just going to stop? But I think she knows that everything he says right now is a lie because literally the next page, he's like, I will see you again. And like, she knows it's a lie. So anyway, um, Farrah gives him her paintings. I don't, what the hell? Okay. Uh, You're going to give, you know, beautiful paintings to this man. He says, I love you like four times now and nothing Nothing. from you. Yeah. Um, I mean, she admits I wasn't ready. Um, but <laughs> if right, Resand came back, if this Amarantha person was indeed such a threat that I would only be another body for Tamlin to defend, I needed to go. Oh my god, she's not thinking of herself as the warrior she's been the whole damn book, she's just whatever. Um, and then That's again, true. he says, I love you again, and Farrah fucking says nothing. And here's why I don't agree with this at all, in case anyone is curious. I should say it. I should say those words, but they got stuck in my throat because because of what he had to face, because he might not find me again, despite his promise, because beneath it all, he was an immortal and I would grow old and die. What? What? That's why you're not saying yeah. I love you? Uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't follow that at all. Fuck no. To me, that's actually like, if, if okay, this is my, because I, I know this is a trope that happens a lot in books. If you have, if you are immortal and there's an immortal that loves you and you are trying to be like the, the, like the selfless one and be like, oh, you can't love me. I'll die. And then you'll be sad. No, they're making a conscious choice. They know you're mortal when they fall in love with you. Thank so you. Know you. What? You're being Magnus selfish. and Alec, anyone. Oh Magnus God, and Alec, yes. anyone. Thank you. You're being selfish True. because then you're making the decision. You're taking away their agency and deciding that for themselves if they're willing to go through the heartbreak, because if it's love and if it's true love and there's passion, it's worth it. Thank you. What the fuck? So literally, I mean, I would not become a burden to him. I would not become another weight pressing upon his shoulders. Well, bitch, you can fix it all. If you just said, I love you. What the hell? I mean, I would have done the same exact thing. So, Oh, this is Caitlin right here. So I said nothing and I did not look back. (laughs) No heart. Peace. So literally, pissed i'm just pissed all around um i i, I would have put my fucking foot down and screamed and like did everything i could to stay and she just gave up 
I can't. You would have had to drag me out of that. They would have dragged me. Thank you. Thank you. So then we're back home. God. Great. I literally on my page wrote boring. And so, so literally, you know, we're back home and, you know, all like Nessa and Elaine are talking about is like her aunt, her aunt died, left a fortune, you know, spinning the tail. That was fun for them. Like, okay. Can we just admire though? Like right from the beginning, we probably should have realized that something was up with Nesta when she's like, she left her your fortune. She said flatly, like, okay, wait, I wrote this. I wrote this. So like I did highlight something about Nessa here. So literally she's talking to Nessa and she goes, I've forgotten how cunning her eyes were, how cold she'd been made differently from something harder and stronger than bone and blood. She was a different, she was a different from the humans around us and I had become. So like literally already she's different. Like before she even goes, you know, into the cauldron, you know, she's different. I got thoughts on this. I got thoughts on this. I know, I know you got a deep dive thought here. It's not that, it's like, it's okay. This is some foreshadowing though right here. Oh yeah. Major, major. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. want to share your thoughts now? Well, okay. So, like, I know, like, she has more than to share. So, my thing is, is like for Nesta in my chapter, like, is when, like, and I'll, I'll touch it. Should we heads up for like fifteen minutes from now? Nesta knows. Nesta knows the whole thing. Like, she fucking broke through a high lord's like, like glamour. Like, what? How? What? But like, we always, every time Nesta is described, it's always like cunning. She's the iron will, like, all of this shit, like, she already, there was something going on. Like, before she went in that cauldron, she was already, like, something uh, different. Like, destined for something else. But, and remember, I mentioned it to you guys, like, a while ago, because I randomly came across it. Uh, apparently there's, like, a Target exclusive edition of either, like, A Court of Mist and Fury or Wings and Ruin that has, like, a little, like, it has the chapter from Cassian's view when he, we find out what happened when Cassian I thought it was Frost and Starlight. Maybe it was. I don't know. I had three options and I chose two of them. I don't know. Damn it. Okay. And one of those. (laughs) One of those. And I didn't know this until I think I stumbled upon it on like Reddit or something. And then I was like, this can't be true. And then I looked and I was like, oh my God. And of course I can't find the actual exclusive edition. But there. So if you remember in a court of uh, Miss and Fury, when they're sending people back over to try to like, um, they're sending people to this manor, Pharaoh's family's manor to like organize with the mortal queens. Cassian goes one time and then he comes back and he's like, I'm never fucking doing that again. And they're all like, what the <laughs> fuck? And they just like, don't, we don't know why. This is like that chapter. It's like a chapter's length, a decent long chapter of like what that encounter is. And I know people shit on Nesta. I know this is going to cause a shit ton of discussion, but like, I know people shit on her and she is outright cruel at most times. I'll, I'll admit that. And she like everything. But that chapter, like, you find out she's, like, and she's a survivor of sexual assault. Like, all, like she had some shit happen to her. So, I tell you what, though, this next book has to have some serious character development, though. It does. It does. She has a lot to redeem. Because, like, I'll save it for my chapter, but you learn, like, all the hate that she keeps bottled in. Because it's okay to, like, I understand having the anger and hate for, like, what happened to her and, yeah. like, against the perpetrators. But she also kind of funnels it towards other people for things that you don't, 
you shouldn't be funneling that hatred for. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it shows. She doesn't like, deal I, with it in a healthy manner. No, not at all. And like, I understand because I, I don't think she felt she had anyone to, I don't think, because you can't tell that to Elaine. She wouldn't have told something like that to Elaine. You can't break poor Elaine. Yeah, Her right. father, she fucking hated. And Feyre, you find out she hated Feyre. Like she was not about to like tell her. So she really didn't have anyone to help her through it. And we know what happens with that. Look what happens with Feyre at the beginning of A Court of Miss and Fury. Like, Tamlin's not helping her. So, like, she has a lot to redeem. I'm not saying... But this... These chapters, if they give us anything, and then, obviously, that exclusive that apparently you had to have at Target, of all places, um, I just... It gives you a little better insight. So, like, I'll discuss a little bit more in my chapter, but that's basically the spiel that I had. Sorry. So, that's Nessa. Then Elaine, I mean, she just is, like, giving fair an update. Like, a stranger came to the door... Um, you know, investing in these ships, great, they're rich again. So, like, obviously I said, you know, Tam really did protect her family. Yeah. Kept his word. I'm Dude, like, he didn't just protect them. Like, this I is guess that's good. He set so, them up. Also, can we appreciate the foreshadowing where, like, you kind of just ignore, like, oh, yeah, her, her father has ships and is into, like, merchants and goes across the continent. And you're just like, oh, that's cool. And then in a court of Wings and Ruin, you're like, oh, fuck. He does redeem himself. He does redeem He redeems himself very well, and then he dies. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, show some fucking emotion! Wow. And no. that instant, right after that instant, is when Nessa goes insane, so... <clears throat> Anywho. Because she still actually loved him. She just didn't show him. <sighs> Anywho, I'm really shitting on the back half of this chapter. Um, because then she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I made a mistake. What? No fucking shit, sister. Of course you made a s- mistake. But you know what? What do we do for the next four fucking chapters? We just continue to fuck around with our decision. No. Okay. What pissed me off is how many times since the encounter does she sit there in her head and go, stay with the high lord is what the surreal said. She even remembers it here. Yes, that's what I'm here. saying. Because she's literally like, he said he loved me. I felt the truth of it in our love making. Oh, oh, fuck oh God, love that. Oh, you know, <laughs> mentioned sex at some point during this podcast. Anywho, um, sent me a way to keep me safe. Fuck you, Tamlin. You're always doing that. Um, freed me from the treaty. Sure, I guess you can count that. Um, but literally, then she's like, you know, even the high stand against whatever's coming. Bitch, you can do it. Ugh. Anyway, um. Uh, I mean, stay with the High Lord, whatever. And now she's all like, uh, I was truly free and my family was cared for. Um, but now there was a growing, lengthening shadow blanketing my heart. Like, she knows she made a mistake. Fuck you in the ass. This was a ch- chapter. Uh, I'm going to say Caitlin is even, Caitlin's is even worse. I'm sorry. The next four Literally. chapters are shit. Utter shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so chapter 29, um, all I can say, fair <laughs> oh, honestly, wait, I love these notes. I'm looking at Caitlin's notes right now. Normally our notes go from like A to Z to like double. Yeah. We're like all over here. And what do I, A through like F. F. <laughs> and I was like A through K. Like there's nothing to say about that and shit. And then to make it clear, Caitlin's first note, A is literally fair is home. <laughs> That's it! And I think I threw... 
I have so, I have a little few extra uh, points in there. Um, her father is back to normal. <laughs> he's uh, happily counting all of her money, so, trying to figure I'm all sorry, that stuff out. I'm sorry, does that out. say he's dong good? <laughs> oh, dang. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, um, I'm so confused. Her father is back and his own and dong good. <laughs> So, um, true confession, um, I went to drug before we did this. <laughs> Bottom line, Caitlin's a little tipsy. Oh, my God. Okay. So he's, he's happy with his dog. At least we know that. Hang on. I, Christian, is he, he's not like healed, is he? Like, he still has like a limp and shit, right? No. Well, they say he's Better, like, though. he made his limp has okay. improved. Made miraculously better by oh, tonic and okay, yeah. salve from a passing healer. So, yeah, whatever. Tamla okay, did great, that. great. And he's happy great. with his dong. No, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, wow. Wow. I fucking love that. I fucking love that. <sighs> Don't type notes and drink, people. <laughs> we need to start sharing, like, screenshots of our notes to the Insta story. <laughs> Oh, God. Some of these are bad. Oh, shit. Um, so then Elaine is planting her flowers, which she's obsessed with. She talks to Farah about all of them and how much she loves them. Um, and then they talk about the seasons. Um, oh, that's beautiful. Something that you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can we just appreciate little Elaine, though? She's just so fucking happy. Elaine is like, so innocent happy. and she just doesn't know what the fuck is going on in the world i but let uh, me tell you ever since last week now i just had this up ever since last week all i can think about is a menage <laughs> Her ass no. and lucian that's all no. i think about no i'm telling you it's no, gonna happen i'm not even i'm not even gonna settle for the menage i need them to be three-way mates somehow. that's what i'm saying literally oh like you were so I, against I, it no she was against it until i said three-way mates and then she yeah, was in. i i need she the mate connection because yes. otherwise i just I'm not against it. Trust me, I would totally read that scene and that like story. Oh, it better be multiple fucking scenes. And if it doesn't happen, I'm writing some fanfic. I'm telling you that right now. Oh, do it! I'm telling you that right now. The fanfic will be real. Because see, that's what I'm saying. Is like I would totally be for it. I'm just saying that without like the deep connection, I don't see as doing it unless it's like there's like a mating bond. And I don't know. He as deserves a mating bond. He deserves it because yes. it's been five hundred okay. years yeah, of but, fucking more fooling around. Wait, wait, but Dude, but do as Illyrians as deserves the world? But do Illyrians have a mating yes. bond? They're still I think yeah. It doesn't matter. It's like it's just in this. It's just it's just like a yeah. common thing yeah, in that world. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're Fey, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, if you're I thought it was only Fey. Yeah, but like Illyrians I think I think Fey Fey can mate. No, Illyrians were not Fey. No, I'm. Oh wait, I'm talking like the overarching, like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they're like there's like Fey, and then there's like Ilarian's High Fey, quote unquote yeah, yeah, yeah. Fey, which I don't like. No, but like fairies. you know Nessa and Elaine, they're Fey, so like they can mate. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. High Fey, you know, like Reese, like mate, like technically mating with Farah while she's a human. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. Anywho, back to the uh, uh. shitty chapter. Um, I love that we keep going on about tangents this... just because we're like, I don't really care. There's nothing going on. <laughs> There's literally nothing going on. They talk about the seasons and how, like, 
everyone like um elaine was like yeah it was really weird because everyone made it seem like we were like away on a long adventure even though we were like just down the street people are shits that's so shitty yeah exactly exactly something that was like really interesting um that i did find in this chapter was that nesta went to go find farah like i was just like that is just like that is a very interesting because you you don't think nesta would do that but she oh she did yeah. And then um, Elaine notes that, like, Farah looks so different. She's glowing. Ah, though... Glowing because she finally had sex. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, literally, because literally she's like, I love you. I could almost hear the words, almost hear him saying them. Could almost yep. see the sunlight glinting in his golden hair and the dazzling green of his eyes. I could almost feel his body pressed up against mine, his fingers playing along my skin. Go back, bitch! Go back! Yeah. Well, also, something that, like, at the top of this, like, new little, like, paragraph something, the shadow within me didn't lighten. I was like, the shadow? Hmm. Any hint of a shadow? Oh. I, I was going to say, I got oh, that in my chapter too. I did not get that. Wow. I was too busy was hating good. on the shit to get that. I, uh, like, I'm really glad Caitlin brought that up. Well, literally, that's, and then my notes are done after that. Pretty much. Honestly, like, I feel like, I, I appreciate that Feyre, at least, like, she's, she's happy. Like, it gives her a lot of joy to see, like, Elaine thriving, for sure. Like, because this is, like, Elaine's jam. She's like, I got a manor. My family's back together. I yeah. got a garden. Like, she has no no outside world worries. Well, yeah. And, like, something, like, so then Farrah goes back to the cottage. And something that she says to the cottage is she's like, oh, it's, like, this was my hatred. Like, I mm-hmm. hated it. But what she thinks when Elaine looks at it, she see like, Elaine, like, said she misses it. Elaine, like, see, sees hope at the cottage. And well, like, it's oh, just because, so- like, she, Elaine never knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. She was literally just, like, I, she was not living in the real world. If anyone but, lived like, in a fairy tale world, it's Elaine. So, like, honestly, yeah. though, I did, like, I thought this was, a like, a really beautiful line that Moss included. Like, if she beheld not a prison, but a shelter, a shelter from a world that had possessed so little good, but she tried to find it anyway, even if it had seemed foolish and useless to me. So, that there does, it sounds, that line makes me think that Moss is trying to hint, like, Elaine is aware of it, but she, it's not that she just is choosing to ignore it, per se, but she's trying to just make the best of it, and in her mind, that yeah. is just being, like, happy. Because, like, honestly, sometimes it is so easy that I, this, I don't know, this part, like, kind of, I, I appreciated it a lot, because, like, for me, I think it's easier to lean towards, like, being pessimistic and angry than it is to, like, have yourself focus on hope and like being optimistic it's so much easier to lean towards bad feelings so like i think that's elaine's strength you know what i mean like yeah that and gardening she has a really (laughs) green thumb apparently okay Okay. on to blake's chapter which i tell you i the ending of this chapter you don't even want to get me started oh i can't wait so the opening of the chapter to me is like a perfect example of why uh, Feyre and Reese deserve each other. I know Reese is basically like our like ideal, but she deserves him because she like she has all this money. What does she do? She goes to the village not to like buy herself new things or anything like that. She goes and she goes into the poorest parts of the village and just disperses like bags of silver and gold to people. She doesn't ask them questions, nothing. If they try to refuse, she's like, just take it. And, like, all I could think of is how Reese is with all of the citizens of Valerius. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he does what he needs to for his people. And I just, that part, I was like, okay, okay. 
Because I at this point, let me make it very clear. When I read this the first time and even rereading it, at this point in the book, I am with Madison. I am angry at Feyre. Thank really, you. I wanted I'm, someone on my side here. No, I'm angry. But like this, this, this deed that she does in like in the previous chapter where she's like recognizing Elaine's happiness and happy for her. I'm like, okay, I understand, but you need to go back. So then um, she doesn't think much of it, but any of us are like, oh, shit, because she over here is Nesta's old boo, Thomas. Oh, my God, I just read C. Uh, yeah, and Thomas and his friends, and they're, like, kind of creepy, and they're talking about, like, a house fire that killed an entire family. Dun, dun, dun. And, like, whether there's things to loot, and I'm like, oh, thank God Pharaoh, like, told Nesta not to. Like, this dude's literally talking about looting a house where a family was burned to death. Like, fuck off. And not to mention, like, he, like, leers at Feyre. And I love this because she just fucking stares him down until he, like, looks away. She's like, you know what I mean? All of us, as a woman, you've done this. Where there's some fucking creeper somewhere in the public where, like, you just feel like you're, like, get your fucking eyes off me. And you just look at him until they recognize and, like, hopefully look away in discomfort. You know what I mean? Like, fuck off. Like, And if you don't do that, do that, do <laughs> that. Yeah, if you don't do that, do that. Nobody <laughs> has the right to leer at you like that and make you feel uncomfortable in your own fucking life. So, fuck them. But the best part of this chapter. Oh, my fucking God. Madison, don't you dare blow my eardrums out yelling about this. You know, I have, I, have I, I made a list, but anyway, go on. So I'm sure some of you will be happy because we can officially start the fuck Isaac Hale hashtag. Wait, uh, I love that people want to do that because I was like, oh, my God, I kind of started that. <laughs> Yeah, no, we literally, I don't, like, for anybody that's, like, not seen, like, comments or anything, uh, we have, like, a strong contingent of our listeners that are, like, you should just do a fuck Isaac Hale hashtag, and we're, like, I like this, I like this a lot, it's funny. So, uh, (sighs) okay, you say your piece, and then I have things to say. Thank you. Isaac fucking Hale is back, y'all. He's back. Because, like, Feyre's, like, walking around the village and everything, and she sees Thomas and his people, and she's, like, oh, fuck you, thank God, like, Ness is not with you. And then, She's almost out of town when she hears a woman's laugh and she's like, she turns a corner and she's face to face with dun, 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 Isaac Hale and his new wife, which I'm like, oh, good for you, whatever. And I know we shit on him and it's for good reason. Trust me, like he's, he's a dumb, gangly little bitch. But like, I do love this scene because once again, I'm mad at Faye right now and she's like doing things to make me like her again. I'm like, damn it. Where she feels nothing but like <coughs> gratitude for the escape that he offered her, which I'm like, girl, your standards were so low. Jesus. Yes, but you needed no, that I escape. Agree. And, he, and he, he gave it to her, no strings attached, didn't question it, nothing. So that's great. But, Madison, you quit. I wish you people could say I'm waiting. Out. I'm waiting to say my piece. So <laughs> hurry up. But she, like, unlike anyone else, like, you see somebody you, like, hooked up with, like, a lot of people would have a tendency, even if you don't have feelings towards them, still have, like, a possessiveness where you're like, fuck that, like, chick that's with him. But she's just no. like, now she wishes him well with all of her heart. But what had me absolutely fucking dying is her description of him where she's like, he seems so human with his gangly limbs and his simple handsomeness. Like her standards are forever changed and I am fucking here for it. Madison, please remember I have a migraine right now. Please go ahead. Okay. Let me just say, I just had several (laughs) thoughts and I had to write them down in my book and the first page is destroyed. Anywho. You literally wrote it like across the page. How can you read that? I did. Well, you I don't have like to an insane person one, right now. I don't have to read this chapter again ever again because it sucks. Now, anywho, let's talk about the reasons why Isaac Hale fucking sucks. Okay? One, let's talk about like, you know, in comparison, like how he made her feel, you know, compared to how Tam makes her feel. And I'm just like, 
you know, he didn't do anything for her, like, body positivity or her attitude. Like, he did absolutely nothing. He just took and left. Okay? He sucks. He sucks. Then, she's like, oh, the little bit of happiness he gave. Happiness? Really? You just, gangly limbs? How the hell is that making you happy? I mean, if you have gangly limbs, think about how he would describe her dick. (laughs) Okay, I'm thinking gangly dick is where we're going with the Isaac Hale. Now, anyway, then I'm like, okay, happiness. Yo, if you just wanted an orgasm, use your hand. Okay? Okay? Like, I don't know what you're doing over there. Like, what the hell? Isaac Hale sucks. Ain't no one bringing, like, he's not bringing anyone happiness. That poor wife of his is going to be, like, orgasmless for life. I mean, there's just a, there's nothing going on there. There's nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Isaac Hale. That's fair. Well, I need to share that anger sentiment, sentiment moving forward into the next part of the chapter when they're like, oh yeah, her her like father is hosting a ball like in, in her honor, which is cute, whatever. Like, I'd love if my parents had hosted me a ball, but whatever. Um, for the people that fucking abandoned them years before. Like, they're inviting the people that were like, oh, you were on a long yeah. vacation. Like, no, bitch, we were starving in, like, a one-bedroom fucking, co- like, cottage right down the street. Like, fuck you. Literally, Ferris says it was, like, three miles away. And these people, like, they were, like, high in society, really important for the village from, like, her, like, the merchants that her father worked with. Like, they were a big deal and, like, helped the village, I'm sure. And then these people ignored them. Why the fuck are you throwing them a ball? Whatever. I digress. So that seems uh, like a waste of money. And here we like you, you were just poor as shit. And then you're just going to go and like waste your money. Well, and you know, Farrah's not about it because like, think of how like angry she got when she first got to Corinthian where she's like, why the fuck is there all this food? People are starving. Why is this so like, she was not with extravagance. And yeah. She well, never is. Well, and then she's not at all because then when she marries Reese and like finds out how much money they have, oh. she's all like, <laughs> She's all like, no, like, why are we spending all this money? What the hell is this? And, like, sets, like, a budget. Well, not only does she set the budget, but if you remember, when she goes out shopping with Am and, like, more and all of them, like, throughout uh, the next, like, two books and the, like, I'm just going to say three books, she is, like, careful to spend it at all, like, a various, like, a like a variety of vendors because she wants to spread it as much as she can. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Just yeah. spread it around. You're so weird, Caitlin. Dear Lord. So, anyways. <sighs> Kind of going to what Caitlin said. So Feyre's, like, out helping Elaine in her garden because, of course, Elaine's in the garden. Um, and she realizes, like, she has no sense of pers- purpose, which I'm like, go back. Go Thank back. you. Thank but you. She's plagued by a shadow on her heart and a shadow that trailed her every step. And I'm just like, man, at this point, it's not necessarily, like, Tamlin himself that's drawing her, like, making her realize she needs to go back. It's destiny. It is Reese. That is pulling her back to know that she needs to break the curse and then get with Reese. Like, I'm sorry, you can't convince me otherwise. Whatever. Um, True, true. She doesn't even have, like, at this point, not only no sense of purpose, but it's not like they can't afford it. She's been back for a little bit now, and she's, like, she hasn't even bought paint, canvas, anything, because she can't bring herself to paint. We know that. She's all, like, days have passed, and I'm like, why are you wasting your fucking time? Well, it's like she, we, as we've said, painting is her form of expression. So her not painting is she's literally bottling it up. And if you think back to Court of Mist and Fury, she doesn't paint in the beginning. She can't bring herself to. This is the same thing. And I'm just like, and of course, so Nessa's a bitch, per usual, mocking her hands. God forbid, God forbid your hands show that you like, you know, do work and like have artistic tendencies and like work in the garden as a lady, whatever. But she also, 
she describes her again moss and her foreshadowing beautiful impervious or in yeah sorry still still is one of the high faith that in and of itself i don't know about you guys i cannot stand still like i can't be still so like that caught me where i was like oh shit like this woman was destined to be a high faith like obviously she was and i'm gonna say it i appreciate nesta's high sense of self-worth and the confidence you go girl and her bluntness because i am quite blunt but, but she's such a bitch. I, I let my finish my sentence. Ugh. I literally <laughs> said in bluntness to a certain degree because other times it's literally just cruelty. Like, I'll appreciate it up to a point, and then after that, I'm like, bitch, you need to tone it down, like, at least five, take five steps back. I want some serious apologies in this new book. I bet you we get them. I really and it better, her first apology better fucking go to Cassie, and because she's treated him like Yeah, she- yeah, and he's yeah. an angel boy. And, and like him and as they better meet or oh my god <laughs> they better if, meet seriously what if like if if, sh- if they're not like what if we've been let oh, don't even start I can't. I can't okay so don't. this is where i think we should have noticed more like we should have definitely all stopped and been like how the fuck did she do this nesta fucking knows she's like i think your home is somewhere very far away and right then and there if Aaron looks at her like oh fuck what yeah. Nesta broke through a High Lord's glamour as a human. Imagine the sheer yeah. force of will that would take. Like, Jesus Christ. But then, on the flip side, and I can understand her being kind of angry because, like, she probably was expecting, like, Feyre to maybe come clean, maybe, but, I mean, imagine how hard that was for her. Not only did she fucking, she broke through the glamour, so she knew the truth, and it was quite terrifying from her point of view, where, like, you know, when this, like, beast takes your sister. She knew her sister had been taken, and then she had to watch her father and Elaine just, like, go along with it. Like, oh, no, poor aunt, whatever. Like, we'll miss Pharaoh, whatever. And, like, she also knew that everything they were getting was not actually, like, earned or just by, like, the grace of, like, the all-seeing being, whoever they believe in, whatever. Like, she knew what was going on. And she still, like, she still went and searched for her. Like, she went after her. I repeat. She went after her. That's that in and of itself. I that's a step. That's a step. Okay. She takes a lot of steps back, but for now, that's a step forward. And <laughs> I like this, where like Feyre notices. This is another sign that like there's something other probably already about Nesta, where Feyre notices her anger, and she's like, her face is grave and full of that long simmering anger that she could never master. And this kind of goes to what we were saying before in Caitlin's chapter. If something bad happens to you and you don't confront it or you don't get the help that you need or anything, like, it it burns in you. It is anger and hatred. And, like, bad things will, like, it, it sticks with you and it manifests in different ways. And for her, it's anger. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of anger. And it's just such good foreshadowing of her. Like, she literally had the will to break the High Lord's glamour and to steal from the cauldron. As she went in yeah. as a human and stole from the cauldron when it turned her. And, like, I'm just saying, like, uh, she, she, something, something crazy, like, she, something was up with her from the get-go. But then, Nesta's, like, she literally looks at her and she's, like, tell me everything. And Feyre does, which I'm sure was a relief for Feyre, because that's, like, you need to get that off your chest. And then Nesta asks her to teach her to paint, which I'm, like, that's really cute. And Feyre says it the next time, like, the next sentence. But can you imagine fucking trying to teach Nesta anything? At this point, when she's being the shitty, no, thank you. I, I don't want it. I just, oh, uh, I don't. It's want gonna it. take me a lot to get behind Nessa. That's fair. It, it's I gonna think, take I, me a lot, and like I know she has like reasons that make her this way. 
and like I sympathize, but like God, she's a bitch to everyone. I agree. I don't. I'm like I don't know what it says about me, but like I I am more pro Nesta than most people. Um, no, so. you you have you have a bigger heart than me. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that, yeah. Madison. Uh, maybe I don't know. It's I have a bigger heart, so I like the bitch one. <laughs> no, you just like it takes a lot. Like I don't know, you just you like her more because you can sympathize and have tons of empathy and. Madison, can you please tell other people in my life that I have a big heart? Because I don't think people would believe you. <laughs> Not like I'm so, trying to convince people Caitlin does. Yeah, that's true. We, yeah, we got to work on that. Yeah, that's the hard part. So we find out a little bit more of Nesta's, like, reason, like, why she's so, fu- like, she fucking hates her dad still. And, like, she even, like, he walks away after, oh, he's, like, praising Elaine for something and then just says, like, like oh, hey, to those, to them. So Nessa and Bear, like, walk to their rooms, and Nessa's like, you know, some days I want to, like, ask him if he even remembers, you know, when he was letting us starve. And I'm like, okay, well, you were letting her starve, too, but whatever. Exactly. Um, What a hypocrite. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But we find out that her hatred for her father started when the mother died, because he had the power at that time. He still had ships to disposal and everything. She apparently begged her father to sail for a cure, and he just refused. He's like, there's no point. Like, I wouldn't get there in time. Like, he didn't even try. And I can understand that. I don't think, like, I don't think that's something that you necessarily want to hold on to the hatred that long for. But she thinks he let her die without, like, a fight. Yeah. And then. This is, I know what you're going to bring up, and this is the issue I have with this chapter. What? This. Oh, yes. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the issue. So, but then we find out that, like. (laughs) After that, when everything did, like, really go to hell in a handbasket, when Feyre was the one that could, like, had the kahunis within her to, like, go take care of the family and hunt, Nesta hated her for that fortitude because Nesta did not have it. What a bitch. I mean, that's that's pretty dark. That's, that's pretty harsh. But we find that gives you a little insight to, like, the hatred that she has and, like, shows you that she's like, man, she, she's got some, like, she her iron will comes into play when she hates things or people because she holds on to it. So, this is where I was like, are you, fu-? like, I understand Madison's anger. She's like, because she's talking about her father just giving up on the mother, and she's like, well, you would have gone to the ends of the earth to save your high lord. Mm-hmm. And Feyre looks her dead in the eye and says, yes, I would have. And I was like, well, why didn't you, you dumb bitch? Fuck that then- shit! <laughs> Fuck that shit! But then, I do have to say, she said she would have. We know she would have if they would have actually like asked her or like. Made no. Her. Yeah. Oh yes. She no. Would've. No. My thing is she shouldn't like. No. She should have just forced herself to go to the ends of the earth. She shouldn't have listened to Tam. What the hell? Lucian would have been on her side. I she wouldn't have had to ask. So it's not. I'm saying the blame is not all on her. Tamlin never gave her a chance. He never was like as forthright with her as he could have been because Lucian even hinted that they could have at least given her a better idea. So then when she finally does come to her senses and was like, fuck this, I'm going to go take care of shit. She could have been so much more prepared. Think of how unprepared she is when she fucking walks into Under the Mountain. She has no, she doesn't understand the full extent of Amarantha's power. She doesn't know how any of it, like any of the situation works. She didn't know the full extent of the curse. Nothing. She has no idea what she's getting into. And we see that when she makes the bargain with Amarantha. She makes the bargain with Reese, which, I mean, I'm all for that, but for other reasons. Like, she is so fucking unprepared, and she did not need to be that unprepared. So, I'm sorry, not all the blame's on her. A lot of it's with Tamlin, too. That's my case. I rest. And hashtag fuck Isaac Hale. Now, anywho. Yes. 
<laughs> uh, I have a lot to say about what I'm currently reading because, like, there, there. I did a lot of reading this past week. Okay, guys. One, like, obviously, like, I'm arc reading, so I had to read like kind of this like really kinky book. <laughs> but anyway, so I had to read that, so I did not get to red, white, and royal blue, which I know really upsets Blake. I'm really sorry, but like, I don't accept your apology. I had to, I had to do some arc reading, which I love. Um, and so I had to get that done. And then like, he suddenly betrayed me. My author suddenly came out with like another arc. And so like, I had to read that too. So like, all I hear is excuses. You need to stop. Okay. Anywho, but I have got to give a shout out to my new fave book. Okay. So why are you holding it to show us? I'm sitting on my bed, okay? It just, like, happened to be here. Anywho. So, um, anywho. Okay, so, like, aside from doing my ARC reading, um, which ARC romance, oh, God, I love advanced reader copies. Anywho, so I read Carry On by Rainbow Rao. Holy fucking shit, guys. I am all for Simon and Baz. You know it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so guys, to put it in perspective, remember the absolute freak out I had last week and like begging you to read Red, White, and Royal Blue? This is Madison's Red, White, and Royal Blue because she's a oh, good bitch and didn't read it. Oh, oh my god, it's so good though. It's so good. But here's my thing. Here's what I want to chat about, okay, since we have extra time because those chapters sucked. Okay. I'm for this. I, I love this. I am so, like, I gotta, I gotta vent, guys, because like the first book, Carry On, Oh my god. Loved it. Had a good ending. Whatever. So now I'm reading Wayward Son. Oh look, I have it as well. Here. Anywho, so <laughs> obviously like you know I gotta do a little research before I read it. Whatever. I I do not understand when books have trilogies. Okay, so like this is gonna be a trilogy. The uh, Rainbow's currently writing the third book. Cool. What the fuck is it with trilogy trilogies that the second book always has a trash ending and it's not even, it's just, i don't know not even that it's a cliffhanger i get that like cliffhanger sure you want to do but it is always the main relationship in the fucking books that it's like oh let's fucking destroy it you know let's give it a little break fuck this bullshit cuz let's talk about this so Cliffhanger, Wayward Son, what the fuck? But it even happens in A Court of Thorn and Roses. Mist and Fury, yes, they're married, whatever, but they're not together. She's going back to the spring court. Like, why is it always the relationship? Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. You make us you so, support this. Oh, no, I, the, yeah, we, yeah, we, we've talked. So this is going to be kind of like, I, if people know, they know if you don't, well, I'll try to explain a little bit. So this goes back to, and I know this is kind of weird because it's like movies and not books. This actually is like a thing that people have noticed the trend, especially in literature dates back. I mean, it happened a little bit before because it is like a kind of a crutch, like a cliche that you can like readers can hook people with like just cliffhangers. Cause like the our writers can hook people. Cause like, then you'll like want to know. Sure. But the trash ending portion of what happens at the end of a second out of like the second um, installment in a trilogy dates back to the Empire Strikes Back Star Wars. Empire Strikes Back, for people that don't know, uh, you basically like some shit goes down. Luke loses a hand. Han's in carbonite. Like the Empire literally strikes back, you know, as the title says. Um, it's just a shit show. Like it's a shit show. 
plain and simple. Even, I mean, I guess if you want to really talk about them, the uh, sequel Star Wars, if you think about The Last Jedi, like, there's, like, little hope at the end. They're literally curled up in a cave, you know? Like, there's not a lot of them left. They've been beaten. Like, the um, resistance has been beaten. Whatever. But it dates back to The Empire Strikes Back because if you, if that's, like, where the paradigm, like, really hit mainstream media and movies and things like that where you always have in the second the second installment, not only is there usually a cliffhanger, but, like, it's a, it's a dire cliffhanger. Like, it leaves you in, like, the, the hero's down. Like, they've got to fight back. And what annoys me, and for the life of me, I was trying to figure it out earlier today when, like, Madison and I discussed this, and I can't think of what trilogy it was, but I remember when I read it, I was super fucking pumped, is that the second book ended, and, like, I ended the second book, and I was like, wait, I thought this was a trilogy, because it was such a good, like, happy, like, everybody was good. But what this author did was within the first 50 pages of the third installment is shit hit the fan. And then the rest of the book was like resolving it. I'm okay with that. That I don't like, that's still okay. Yes. So what, what prompted this for Madison and I is because uh, we follow um, Shelby. How do you say her last name? Moran. 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 Serpent and Dove. The author of Serpent and Dove. Love her. Love Serpent and Dove. Oh my fucking God. Love that book so fucking much. Reed could do whatever he wanted to me (laughs) yes he's a tall redhead guys i can't not fucking (laughs) go off so i was like scrolling through instagram because i follow we follow her on our like the podcast account but we all i follow her personally and i was like scrolling through she posts first off she posts adorable pictures of her little bulldog puppy and i just wanted to squish his little face anyways so like, some, another author had, like, in all caps, commented on a post and was like, just finished my advanced reading copy of Blood and Honey, which comes out in September. Y'all pre-order it, and if you haven't read Serpent Enough, go read it. Um, and in all caps, she's like, ma'am, what are you trying to do to my heart with that ending? And then Shelby oh! replied with, like, sad face, like, I'm so sorry, and, like, the, like, awkward smile, like, with emoji. <sighs> And I saw that and I was like, I swear to God, one, if somebody, if one of them die, oh, if one of them dies, I will riot. You will, you will hear of the fires of my fury on the news, but like, I will lose my mind. So like, I screenshotted that and sent it to Madison and I was like, what the fuck? And then this is, just this is, off. this is where my anger comes though. But like, I'm fine with like a plot cliffhanger. Why is it that they have to destroy all the love at an end of a second book? why well not only okay so correct me if i'm wrong because madison and i still need to read it but i'm pretty sure um a heart so dark and lonely or the the second the second the sequel to a curse so dark and lovely a heart so fierce and fierce and lonely or something fierce, uh-huh. fierce, something i'm pretty sure remember madison i mentioned this because like me and madison have a tendency we don't like look up full spoilers but we like look to see if there is like a, this is something we've done like multiple times we'll look for like if there's a cliffhanger not what it is just if there is and I, I can't swear stand it. we we it, won't read the books because like we'll wait for the next one to come out. Yeah, I'll I'll literally wait for a full series to be out. Um, the infamous book list that y'all have heard about the uh, Excel spreadsheet I keep. I literally have a note column where I've made notes. So Madison and I, if Madison refers to it, we know if the full series is out or not, or how long we have to wait. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I mean, it's just like I'm at the point where like I'm so pissed off with like authors that just like destroy all the love that they they built yeah. up in the first book i'm like i'm i'm supporting these i'm yeah. like shipping all these characters i'm like yes but then like they fucking destroy it and i'm like why that doesn't need to happen 
that it doesn't need to be the characters that need to be destroyed. And especially because like the books that that happens in and the, the authors that write them, I don't, you trust me, you've got me. I, I'm hooked. No matter how the book ends, I will read the third one. I will. I don't not finish series. Like you've hooked me, especially if I love the characters, love the story. You don't need to like have the like horrible cliffhanger, like even a cliffhanger I'm fine with, but like the horrible cliffhanger are like, is she going to end up with him or her? Like, are they going to like, what, what's going to happen? Like, you don't even need to do that to me. Cause I promise you I'll still buy the next book. I yeah. promise you, you yeah. can have a happy ending at the end of every single book in the series. And I know like, that's not like the classic now, but like, I would still keep reading them because it's I, the, I pers- the books I read. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But like, I love the Kindle authors that like hashtag like H-E-A at the end. Like, and then I'm like, yeah. But like, I honestly, I'm, I'm more appreciative when things like get fucked up, like, right. Oh, you know who does it really good? And this is like a, it's a longer series. And I know it's, it's all over bookstagram and like book TikTok is, and I don't know if you guys read it. It is like more junior is the uh, Percy Jackson series. Hmm. Those, uh, they, there's like a couple like cliffhangers, but not really. And there are, cause there's a lot of books in that series in case anybody's wondering, there's like, there's multiple different series. And then there's like usually five in each. So there's multiple series and like the characters kind of come and go, but, uh, Rick Riordan does a very good job. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's a good example because there are, there's quite a few that do have cliffhangers sure. But like, there's not like, and like characters are taken apart, but not every single book does it. And a lot of them don't do that where like, they're just like coming back and like, it's almost like another one, but I think it's because if it's a series, it's easier to avoid because like, look at Harry Potter. None of the Harry Potter books have like cliffhangers. Maybe the fourth one, just because Voldemort comes back to like corporal form. Yeah. But, like none of them have cliffhangers. Per you se. know, uh, Shadow Hunters is notorious for this. That second yes. book, the first book always ends great. And then the second book is like, what the flying fuck just happened? Dude, that, I mean, yeah, that's why I also read through all six of the uh, Mortal Instruments and how long that is. <laughs> Dude, I know. Well, I was also, I was really supporting you on that one. Yeah, you were keeping <laughs> me along. But, like, yeah. I don't, like, it's just, yeah, I understand that it's a common thing now. And, like, if we're going to love the enemies to lovers trope and the cliche of that or things like that, then, like, we got to support this still. But it doesn't mean that I'm not so frustrated with it. I will I tell you right it. now. I will tell you right now, this is why I'm an arc reader for romance books. Okay. This is why you like romance books to begin. Like, that's just the bottom line. <laughs> this is why I like single books. Yeah, that's true. Caitlin doesn't have this a lot because she, she really does avoid series. I don't like, I don't like the, tr- like the series because they just, they yeah. kill me. The wait time well, is unreal. So. Yeah, I don't like We don't really that. have a lot of variety in what we're, like, at least two of the three of us because Madison's reading wayward son which is the sequel to carry on you know what I mean, what I mean? but i'm also reading okay so like i got my new arc today guys okay real talk though i will say i read a lot of romance i read a lot of kinky shit i'm telling you <laughs> but like so now i i gotta read this sequel before i finish wayward son because i gotta get my review out but which That's like fair. guys you should totally check out my reviews because they're really humorous <laughs> but yeah i mean they are actually <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're they're really the last review I did, like, literally had tentacle se- sex references. So, like, God. <laughs> God, those those excerpts. Uh, those excerpts? God, they, 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 were, they were great. They were great. Uh, literally, though, like, seriously. Oh, uh, Blake and I do it. So, it's, like, Escape Writing Services. It's our Insta. You should check it out. But it's hilarious. Yeah, they're, yeah we're pretty fun. <laughs> like, if you think we're funny on this, just, like, imagine <laughs> if we put it into, like, quick voice. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
So, I mean, I'm just now, um, I've been in a work wormhole. So I unfortunately, Madison got to read a shit ton this week. And on the flip side, I literally was like, you can ask Madison and Caitlin. It was like 11 midnight. And I'm like, guys, I'm just now reading. I'm asleep. Like I would fall. I'm like, I barely got to read, but like I'm reading. Um, I finished up. Oh, perfect example of what we're fucking talking about. Uh, I finished up. How did I forget this? Is legendary. Uh, the second of the Cara- uh, Caravel trilogy. Does it have a shit ending? It has. Okay, so one of the relationships blows up. Oh my god, ending. I hate that! It does. It does. Why did I just now? God damn it, Blake. What is wrong with you? Like, how am I just now remembering this? So literally, and I finished it yesterday. Like, yesterday. How is this not, like, dear lord, my migraine's taking over. So it ends, like, one of the relationships is, like, poof, like, blown up. And it has, like, this crazy thing happens, and you're like, oh, shit! So, like, it's a perfect example. But, of course, like, also, huge shout-out um, to Kaylee, one of our listeners, who, it, like, pushed me for the Caravel. Dude, I, I've seen it everywhere, but, like, I, she was the one that was like, oh, my God, it's one of my favorite series. So freaking good. So good. It is really good. The world of Caravel is great. But, anyways, so, uh, of course, because Madison bullied me, I am reading Carry On now, and I'm I, like, I, I bullied a lot. I bullied a lot. I literally, like, texted her, like, every fucking day, like, when are you reading this? Come on. Guys, like, I literally... I'm shocked, man. I literally had to send her screen. Like, she demanded, like, photos of how far I was in Legendary so she knew how long until I could start carry on. Guys, it's such a good book. You've got to read it. Like, Simon and Babs are the best. Okay, so, like, I'm 50 pages in and I have to admit, I'm like, oh my god, this is so cute. I know. It is, like, an elevated, it's definitely got strong Harry Potter vibes, but, like, an elevated, more, more, more mature version. Not, like, super mature because it's still YA for sure, but, like, so far, at least in my opinion, definitely strong Harry Potter vibes. Oh, like, yeah. It, cuter and funnier so far. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I strongly recommend, I guess we'll throw it to Kate. And they, they have, like, an enemies to lovers trope. So yeah. So, like so there you go. Go for it. Uh, Caitlin. I'm not. That's true. You, you're moving. This I was going to say, you're moving. Yeah, she's moving. She has an excuse. Oh, hang on. Hang on, guys. Hang I'm on. Literally... Before we get everybody's hopes up. She's not moving to Charlotte, so... Yeah, she's moving. She's just moving an apartment, so in DC. Yeah, I've been stressed and having a mental breakdown about everything. So everyone that's been stressed is Caitlin and Blake. I have just been in my books. Madison's living her best life. We're uh, we're usual vicariously through her. It's fine. Okay, anyway, so now the moment you've all been waiting for here. We had our big giveaway this week. Okay, and the winner, the winner is Books With Her Coffee, uh, and it's Katie B, and she's great, and if you don't follow her, like, her Insta's beautiful. It oh really is. Gorgeous, Gorgeous Insta. Insta. Like, you should definitely check that out. And uh, I love the color scheme. She always has, like, the purple, like, oh. like purples and stuff. I love purple. So oh, my God. It's, it's beautiful. Um, so definitely check that out. Um. Also, you know, while you're on Insta, if you haven't subscribed, um, followed us, uh, get on that. Um, Subscribe, review, A-C-O-T-A-R podcast. Um, Also, message us with some of your thoughts about what we said today. If you're in on the trilogy hate, yes. Yes. Uh, You want to shit on some Isaac Hale? I will get in on that. Literally, hang on. Hashtag? Fuck Isaac Hale. That's yeah. That's, it's done. That's a thing now. If you if you want to chat about that, that's great. Also, if 
if you want to just talk about romance, like they will send all those messages to me and I'll answer. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> they literally yeah. scream down their like Madison takeover. Like I'll chat. And you know, it can be as kinky as you want it to be. I've read it, I promise. Uh, if you want up on because of my magical book list I can I keep, I've actually had a couple people that have asked me about it because I'll like I'll post what I've bought. Uh you looking for a book? Message me. I'll tell you if it's on bookoutlet.com. I'll tell you if Bam has it in the bargain section. Like I live for that sort of organization. So uh, you guys, you make fun of it, but how many times have I saved you money where I'm like, wait, bitch, don't. No, it's just so true. I like literally sometimes text her and I'm like, where should I buy this book? And if you want to know about all those boring nonfiction biographies, you just hit Caitlin up. (laughs) Yes. All down. I like history a lot. I was going to say, you need to do some historical fiction. You were reading historical fiction and then you kind of went up. I just, I haven't That's been reading. I've literally been trying to find furniture and moving and organizing when the furniture oh, is going to be that. delivered. Oh, and and then drinking yeah. at brunch. Yeah, and then drinking at <laughs> yes. to wash it all away. Um, Which is much needed. <laughs> but it's okay, because now I'm going to go play golf, hit some balls, and like, you know, snack yeah. and drink. I'm going to go take uh, a nap. I actually, oddly enough, I might end up at the Dragon <laughs> Range, too, just not with Madison. Apparently, my husband hates me and wants to wants me to hit golf balls with a migraine in the heat. So, uh, I may die. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, next week's episode should be great. Oh, guys, yeah. next week, next week we got better shit going on, I promise. Yeah. I promise we got better shit going on. Dude, can we just take a moment? Literally, from here on out, it is like go, go, go. Not just in this book, because, like, according to Mr. Fury kicks off, and you're like, oh. Oh, my God, I cannot wait for Mr. Fury. I'm already mentally there. But, like, seriously, like. Uh, Yeah, I think we all are. From here on out, man, it's like, I don't know, like, I love that Reese is under the mountain and all that, but I fucking love the action we get under the mountain. Like, I'm so excited. I'm so ready. I've got lots to say about her, like, naked paint dance. Oh, buddy. Mm. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, the fan art of some of that, or like when they're in the Court of Nightmares and Court of Miss Fury, fucking phenomenal. Oh, okay. That Woo! is, that's anyway, a good Anyway, guys, scene. hit us up Anyways, on yeah. our social media, chat with us. We love to chat. Yeah. So, as always, guys, uh, apologies we had to get through these chapters, but uh, go drink for us and get rid of like the memory of it. <laughs> as always, cheers to our high fae bays. Bye.